Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We love our dogs. They love to race. Check out grnz.co.nz for everything New Zealand Greyhounds. This is Dog Speed with Mark Rosanowski and Dan Roberts on SCNZ. A very good afternoon to you. Welcome into Dog Speed as we talk all things Greyhound Racing in association with Greyhound Racing New Zealand. Don't have a meeting in the country today because the Auckland meeting is on tomorrow at Cambridge Raceway, and that means a double dose of dogs on a Monday because, of course, uh, the Christchurch Greyhound says is tradition race on a Monday too. So, two meetings tomorrow to look out for race one at Christchurch 12.02 and race one for Auckland at Cambridge at 1.35. Gee, it's been a lonely existence the last couple of weeks. I've been flying solo, but Dan Roberts is back today. That's uh, very good. Let's catch up on his week, and I think it's been fairly eventful. Uh, Dan, good afternoon. G'day, good to be back, Rosso. Yeah, pretty eventful week. Uh, got back from the Gold Coast uh, late Monday night, straight to the races Tuesday morning. Yep, well, it's the life of a glamorous greyhound trainer. Dan, I've got to say, uh, for for a man who, who a young man who, who plies his trade in greyhound racing, you um, you have a few holidays. <laughs> Don't tell the old man, because I'm sure he won't be happy about it. But uh, no, I've, I've had a pretty pretty uh, pretty loose year, really. I uh, got good staff at home, obviously. <laughs> well, obviously, the other thing I've got to point out is that when you go away, your team goes mighty good. Well, if you're going to point that out, I'll just point out how good they went when I got back as well. <laughs> no, fair enough, fair enough. But I hope I'd be giving your father a sling, though. I mean, you know. Yeah, well, I got back from Aussie, and he actually just about jumped on the next plane to go over there when I got back. So, um, funnily enough, his team went pretty good while he was away as well. Okay, no, no, fair enough. Yep, <laughs> you're trading blows. Now that's good. Yeah. Hey, congratulations. It has been a really good week, and um, I'm hoping that might be able to continue because um, you've actually got, what have you got, three dogs in tomorrow and one on Tuesday. So before we go anywhere, we might as well try and tip out a winner. Have you, have you got any uh, winners to carry on your role in the next couple of days? Yeah, I've got uh, Quetzal Bale uh, tomorrow. He's downgraded back to C1, which um, I think he'll be pretty competitive back in C1. I think he'll be a good chance tomorrow. Not not drawing the greatest, but I don't think it'll matter. He's pretty strong, so he just needs to get a clean run to the first bend, and, and I think he'll be hard to hold out from there. Yeah, well, he's race three, number six at Addington tomorrow for the Christchurch Greyhounds. Goofy Adobe, race five, number five. Any chance? Oh, I can't work this dog out, Rosso. It jumped and led all the way over 520 while I was away and got run down and got fourth, <laughs> and I put it in a 600 on Friday, and it's it was... Barn stomping at the line. I can't wrap my head mm. around it. Okay. So we, we yeah, could get anything there. Uh, race seven, yeah. Wandering Star, number seven. Oh, she was really disappointing last time, but she is coming back from a season. Um, She's better than her form line suggests. Uh, I, I can't okay. tip her tomorrow, but I think she'll be an upset no. winner in the next couple starts. Quetzal Bale, clearly your best chance tomorrow then. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay. Tuesday, race 12, number four, Feeling Fancy. Feeling fancy. I was feeling fancy on Friday when she picked the jump as cleanly as she did. <laughs> Hoping for a repeat dose on uh, on on Tuesday would be nice. Running out noms. Yeah. And Kenji? 
Definitely. I think she's a big chance again. Okay. Oh, good, good. Okay, so we've got a winner Monday, winner Tuesday. That's excellent. Later in the show, we're going <laughs> to chat easy. with, uh, doesn't it, David Kingston. Uh, and David's got a couple of dogs in tomorrow as well, so we'll ask him about that. But um, he has been recently elected onto the Greyhound Racing New Zealand board. Um, David's actually been there before. He's a, he's a very experienced administrator. And uh, he's done over a decade on the board uh, in the past. For those who are not familiar with David, sort of come into Greyhound Racing a bit later than me. David's one of the first persons, or first people I met in greyhound racing in the uh, in the mid '80s. In fact, I leased a dog and uh, quite a slow dog actually. Dan and asked Dave to make it faster. I'm I'm hoping he doesn't remember that dog because if, if he does, that's that's a bit of a worry. But Dave had quite a big team back then. Uh, Marshlands Road, um, his house and property, everything's changed down there now. But um, he was quite a prominent trainer, of course, back in the uh, the '80s and '90s, and just got a small team. Uh, these days, but good to see him back into the administration. And your father, uh, Craig Roberts, Dan, uh, also has been recently elected onto the GRNZ board. Yeah, um, he sort of kept that pretty quiet for me. I wasn't paying too much attention till uh, till I heard that he was on there. But good for him. Um, I'm sure he'll be pretty excited about that role. Certainly vastly experienced in greyhound racing, and another of the <laughs> first people that I met uh, in greyhounds uh, back then. Um, Corey Steele gets on as the new emerging director. Uh, Sarah Clausen was the inaugural emerging director, and now she is, I'm going to call her CEO, at the uh, Christchurch Greyhound Racing Club, recently took over, of course, from Tony Music. Dan, I, I don't know how you feel about you know administration, but obviously it's extremely important, and I think that emerging director role uh, is an excellent one, and obviously having Sarah go through and now um, Corey getting on there, I think it's a, a very good thing. Yeah, definitely. Um, as I get older, administration becomes more of a crucial part of uh, the industry. I did actually apply for this position, but there was a pretty hot lineup uh, in contention for it. Corey's a very clued-up young man about our industry, and I think he's a he's perfect fit for the role, really. So I'm excited to see what he can bring to the table in that position. Well, Dan, I'm really pleased to hear that it was a hot field for that because, you know, seriously, obviously, look, we've got the experience of people like your father and and. David Kingston uh, in the industry that are on that board and obviously we need the new talent as well and if there was no new talent I wouldn't be feeling very good about this industry at all but the fact that there is and when I watch greyhound racing around the country and I see the number of young people involved as trainers as handlers and also obviously um, some of them wanting to be in administration as well it does give me hope it does give me encouragement for the future yeah definitely it's good the the, the younger ranks are starting to look uh pretty healthy and, and they're all wanting to do their part for the industry as well, which is the main thing. So I think we're in good stead going forward anyway, Rosso. And while we're talking about the board, I think we should tip our hat to uh, to David Emerson, um, a uh, director on the board for the last uh, nine years, so three terms. And uh, he's going to be staying on as the chair of the Greyhound Racing New Zealand uh, Board Rules Subcommittee, which is a pretty important role. Uh, and also Kevin Brady, who's uh, just finished a, uh, a three-year term and, of course, uh, that was off the back of uh, him being the Greyhound representative on the uh, JCA for uh, gee, about 10 years. So thanks to Kevin as well. Good that Kevin's still involved, obviously, as a fairly prominent owner now uh, in the uh, Central District. So thanks to David Emerson and Kevin Brady for their efforts on the board. All the best to uh, David Kingston, who we'll talk to about half past 12, and Craig Robertson, of course, Corey Steele. Of course, Corey's dad's on the board, uh, Wayne Steele. Um what else should we talk about here? Well, Dan, um, last night, 
some fairly rich races in Australia, including the Melbourne Cup, uh, just worth a cool mill, um, and taken out by Yachi Bale for the Wheeler family. Of course, a few weeks back, we had the pleasure of Jan Wheeler on the show. So that was quite some performance from Yachi Bale to win the Melbourne Cup last night. Unbelievable. I uh, I heard the Aussie tipsers were tipping him out, actually, and he was paying a cool price of about 10 or $11 or something. But this was a huge run. I can't believe he got up um, coming from where he did. He was way back in the field. But he got he just he flew home late, got over the top of them. But yeah, we had Jan on a couple of weeks ago, and it's uh it's good to see the the legacy continuing after the passing of Paul just over a year ago. And um he's certainly got a bright future. This dog he's only had twenty twenty two starts last night, so yeah, definitely got a bright future ahead yeah. of him. For anybody that uh, hasn't seen the race, uh, well worth looking up. I was uh, rooting for Vice Grip, the uh, the nephew of uh, Ring the Bell and raced by the four frothy syndicate. Unfortunately, things didn't quite work out for him. He ended up finishing seventh, but he's a very, very good dog, and he was uh, excellent making his way through uh, to that final. And, Dan, I think you were pretty impressed, uh, too, with the uh, the Bold Trees winner, the 715-metre uh, distance winner at Sandown there, Stagger Out Lee. Yeah, I think they're, I think they're about three or four abreast turning for home, and... He wasn't one of them, and I couldn't have picked him to be the winner. But uh, Moses parted the Red Seas, and he came from nowhere and, and got over the top of them late. He won quite comfortably in the end, but another, again, it was a huge run. And from where he was, I couldn't see him winning either, but he, he proved me wrong, and he went massive. Mm. Yeah, no, it was a terrific night of racing. Um, well, she's fast winning the uh, two-dog showdown there with uh, catching up on on the subject of premier racing. Dan, we've got some at uh, Manawa 2 coming up on Friday. Uh, unfortunately, no heats for either the 457 feature or the 732. However, the straight finals are going to be pretty special. So the 457 30k final, it's got the top four in the New Zealand Cup. Uh, so a power superstar uh, up against Federal Infrared, hometown hero Mustang Charlie. Throw in Group 1 winner uh, Charlotte Lou. Corliger, impressive sprint winner on Friday, fresh up, uh, goes in there. Big Time Rippers in the form of her life is in there too. And Big Time Super, who's an up-and-comer. Of course, Carry Street, uh, beat dogs like Hometown Hero, Federal Infrared, Big Time Super, etc. on Friday. But she's not in this final. She'd only just come out of a, a Class 3 win into a Class 4-5. And she's from a very special litter out of All About Space. So no Carry Street there, Dan, but uh, that should be one heck of a race. Yeah, a bit disappointing they couldn't uh, manage to get heats for it, but it's a super final nonetheless. Draw is probably going to be a crucial part, I'd say, uh, in in, the, in this this field anyway. No question. And the 720-metre feature, it's a field of seven. Uh, no keeper. Thrilling Rogue, who, of course, beat keeper in the uh, New Zealand Stays Cup recently at Addington, Centurion. Uh, local hope, Mr. Fahrenheit, he trialled really well on Friday. Uh, your brother's got Claus and Leo, Matt, that is, uh, has got Claus and Leo, Naya Bale in there, and of course, uh, no account, no keepers, travelling companion, he'd be going up there as well to try and get another slice of the minor stake. <laughs> yeah, there's only seven, but the uh, the, the quality is not lacking at all, um, this is going to be another good race, and the, again, the draw is going to be crucial, um, rogue or keeper land on the bunny, they're obviously going to be hard to beat, but it's going to be an interesting race nonetheless. It will, and... Then the $15,000 sprint final, we did have two heats. We only had 12 nominations, um, so it was a bit disappointing. And only one traveller. That traveller, though, was the highlight of the afternoon at Manawatu. It was sweet potential, fresh up. 
and she delivered for trainer Sean Codlin. He's going to be our first guest on the show. We've talked about David Kingston being in the middle and back into the show. We're going to catch up with Cornelia Reithman. Um, look, Cornelia's a, a greyhound lover. She's um, quite heavily involved with the Mayhounds rehoming group. She's also part of a new uh, Facebook uh, group called Here, which is, um, I think, uh, an excellent uh, invention, if you like. And uh, we'll talk about that and also her role as the starter for the Auckland Greyhound Racing Club. She's got some pretty interesting observations about greyhounds in the last sort of 60 to 90 seconds leading uh, up to a race. But our first guest right after this will be Sean Codlin, trainer of Sweet Potential, winner of a heat of the $15,000 sprint feature. And of course, she'll line up in the final this coming Friday. Back soon with Sean right here on Dog Speed with Greyhound Racing New Zealand. Racing. Typhoon turns out pretty well. Sweet potential slow away. La Grand Wild makes a good beginning and stays underneath Typhoon Tim. Followed then by Big Time Harmony. Big Time Katie. Sweet potential gets some momentum and Highview Anna is last. La Grand Wild turns first from Typhoon Tim. Followed then by Sweet Potential and Big Time Harmony. La Grand Wild. Sweet potential dives. Sweet potential wins. Sweet potential just on La Grand Wild Typhoon Tim. That was Friday evening it was 5.31 when that race started and at 5.32 the proudest man in the country was the trainer Sean Codlin. Sean welcome to Dog Speed congratulations on what Sweet Potential was able to achieve and your part in it on Friday so honest assessment rough assessment how many times have you watched the replay? Yeah afternoon Rosso um, <clears throat> got home about one o'clock uh, the next morning and uh yeah, I would say I've watched it at least 10 times over with a bit of a uh, smile before I went to bed and, and had a brick wall. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, it, it makes it all worth it, doesn't it? it, it it's a massive job, um, and you travelled with one dog um, and, and, and got the result. But you, you need those moments, don't you, to keep you going? Oh, you definitely do. And, I mean, that's all. Uh, that's what we do it for. We chase those big moments. Um, one dog, it's a long way to go. 12 hours driving for a, a 21 seconds um, of racing but um, like I said to you the days leading up when you asked how she was I, I had some confidence around her but uh, providing she did everything spot on and, and right um, and in no means way I thought um, when she came out the way she did that she'd still get the job done but um, no she's got a good bit of track sense about her and, and a good heart on her and it takes her a long way. From where you were, Sean, because obviously you were handling, were you able to tell that she'd actually got between those two front runners and dived and won? No, I didn't. Um, I didn't know what the result was um, at the end um, until the radio came through and and uh, put across the eight and uh, I let out a big fist pump and, and I, was, I, was, I was stoked. But um, it's hard to see um, throughout the run as well. Obviously, we're running back to catch the dogs at the end. Um, I didn't realise she'd sort of muddled the start as, as bad as she did until I saw the replay. Um, but no, very proud. So, Sean, when did you think, hey, um, you know, she hadn't raced since the end of July, this was a good option for you to come in and take on uh, the best central district sprinters and potentially anyone else who, who nominated, but ultimately you were the only traveller. When did it sort of occur to you this would be a really nice uh, place to start her back in her new campaign? 
Um, I've had her in work for a little bit. Um, she, you wouldn't notice, obviously, she's been off four months um, or, or almost um, for an injury. Um, in the report, it said that she'd had a, uh, a tricep injury. Um, it actually turned out to be a little bit more than that. It was actually a, a bit of a, a slight gracilis injury. Um, and because she was so young, um, I mean, I tipped her out for four months and, and just spat her in a paddock, and, and she'd um, come back four months later, and she's just turned two. So there was no real um, sense of urgency with her, um, plenty of time to sort of let her develop and grow, and, and um, obviously I, I, I rate her a, a, a nice dog that you sort of got to look after when they're you know going on the track and trying as hard as they do. Um, but, yeah, I sort of went through the racing calendar um, probably a, a month, a month and a half ago and, and just sort of labelled that one out and said, hey, look, you know, there's um, sort of from now till February, March, April, there's some really decent races coming up um, and some nice races for some young dogs. So I sort of thought, well, there's the opportunity to kick her off there. Um, yeah, it was a hard task and, and bring Steve forward. And luckily, we got the heat and, um, yeah, we, we got the job done. Well, she certainly made your trip down there worth it, Sean. You just talked about her muddling the start a wee bit. Do you think, can you pin that down to just being away from the racetrack so long? Do you think she's a good beginner? Do you think she can begin well enough to, to possibly take out the final? Oh, Dan, she's definitely capable. Um, I mean, and she, she's had a couple of box trials back at Waikato uh, leading into uh, that preparation, um, and her early uh, sections have been low-flying, um, but obviously that's by herself, so she does tend to be a dog that, can rip off the lid, but she can muddle it as well. Um, and she's done that on a couple of occasions down at Palmerston North. Um, she just needs to find the ground with her feet, and, and then she sort of has this um, amazing burn. Um, but she should take uh, great improvement out of that run. Um, down at Palmy, obviously, she's been down there before, and she's run the track nicely. Um, but she hadn't been there for a long time. So hopefully we um, get some sort of a cleaner beginning next week or... If she um, managed to come out with them or in front, well then I'd be, uh, <laughs> I'd be definitely um, all eyes on. Yeah, for sure, Sean. Um, look, it was a mammoth effort, and then of course the travel you talked about. Uh, did it knock her around at all? How did she come through? No, she came through great, mate. Um, she actually came through better than I did. She pulled up better than me, so <laughs> um, she's down in the kennel, happy as Larry. So we'll just keep her quiet, and uh, we won't do much with her for the um, for the rest of the week, and. Um, yeah, we'll get back on the road and trick down and, and see see what we can do. That, that's because she, she went straight to bed, mate. She didn't watch the race ten times like you did. Um, <laughs> she got some she got some early yeah. snooze there. Uh, you talked you talked about her growing. Um and um she's a big girl. She weighed in thirty point three the other day and, and you know, throughout yep. her career she's sort of been up around that sort of thirty kgs. Yeah, um, I wasn't worried when I saw the um, the up 1.3 increase. Um, basically, she had just been in work and, and performing really well on the on the couple of trials back. Um, so I didn't worry about what her weight was at. I just wanted to weigh her in where she was running, um, how she was running, and and she has weighed into that before, uh, like you mentioned. Um, she's won at that weight before, so she is a big girl, um, very powerful girl, um, and and yeah, she's got a bit of a um, a bit of size about her to be able to bully back against some of those larger boys. Sean, where would you like to see her drawn in the final? Do you have a preference for her? Uh, I've thought about it, yep. Um, I've thought about it and I'm, I'm still scratching my head as to where I'd like to draw. Um, there's a lot of early speed in there. Um, so I'm thinking 
possibly somewhere toward the rail where if she does flop out and and just sort of come out averagely, um, she just needs a, a a track on the rail. Um, and if, if any slight gap opens up or she's there or thereabouts, she'll she'll certainly um, have a crack at trying to go through it. That's for sure. Obviously, this is uh, a nice race to, to bring her back for, 375 metres, but ultimately, and she's only two, so she's got all ahead of her here, is there a specific race or races that you would like to uh, to tackle with her? Um, I think, obviously, long-term, she's um, looking at good uh, breeder stakes um, prospects. Um, definitely a, a dog that I see um, worthy of travelling with. Um, she's the thing I like about her is she's she's seen three different tracks now and she's performed um, at, at Cambridge, Waikato and Palmerston North. Um, obviously, she's from down um, Addington Ways from before she came up as a pup with Robin. Um, but we've got the Waikato Classic coming up over the 457, which is Group 2, so I'd probably have a little sniff at that and um, we'll see how we go on Friday through this one and how she pulls up, but I'll probably be looking at going back down there for the North Island uh, stakes um, in a fortnight's time after after Friday. Sean, a great uh, couple of days for you because on Thursday you won the first race with Our White Noise and she is by Penny Mac. I'd imagine that was a, a pretty special moment for you? Oh, very special. Uh, special couple of days to be fair. Um, um, but to get a, uh, a Penny Mac progeny on the track, um, the first order to hit the track and, and start two, she gets the job done. Um, no, very happy and very happy with what I see in the pups and, and just happy overall for, for Mac um, and, and obviously everything connected behind it. Um, there's a bit of a story there and hopefully we see um, more pups roll through and, and more opportunity given to them uh, to roll through on, onto, the, onto the New Zealand tracks. Yeah, so Penny Mac, of course, trained by the late Steve Clark, won the 2019 New Zealand Cup, won the 2018 uh, Waterloo Cup, and one of the very best of his uh, generation. Good to see him getting this opportunity. I see, I think there's eight registered pups out of that litter, um, Sean, so is there a bit of talent amongst the rest of them? Uh, I've got three of them out of that first litter, um, the, the Our White Noise litter. Um, love what I see. Um, amazing colours through, throughout all. He's, he's served four... He's got four litters on the ground at the moment um, and just served another one um, down in the central districts um, a fortnight ago. Um, but they're nice, stocky, um, keen, keen chases. They're, they're natural in, in what they want to do and, and um, they know what they're doing. So it, it goes a long way in, in terms of um, breaking in and, and the young education. Um, but I like what I see in mine and, and reports of the other ones are, are all positive and, um, yeah, hopefully with the time will tell and, and hopefully we get some uh, good good results come through with them. And Sean, just before we let you go, on our white noise, it was only a second start and she stumbled at the start, sort of first up. So, um, you know, what 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 could she do? How far can she go? Well, she's she's right the way through. She's um, got very good box speed um, as to uh, the, the three of them that I've got, to be fair. Um, I will say one thing, I had my money on her on debut and, and um, <laughs> there wasn't huge confidence around it because there was uh, Space Tron and, and that good one of Craig's Where's Neville. Um, but I had my money on as a, a rough prospect if she did get the jump and she just muddled it a little bit. Um, but she came around uh, seven days later and, and just picked it perfectly. So um, I do think she'll go on with it um, in terms of hopefully uh, whether 
I'd like to see her be able to stretch a little bit further over a little bit more ground, but um, very young and we'll just take it easy and, and see where we go with them. Sean, really appreciate your time this morning. Uh, congratulations. Big couple of days there. Our white noise by Penny Mac on Thursday and then, of course, sweet potential in a heat of the Greyhounds' pet sprint. $15,000 feature final coming up on Friday and we wish you all the very best for that. No, cheers, brother. Thanks for that, mate. Sean Codlin there, trainer of Sweet Potential and others. And we look forward to the draw coming out and the premier meeting on Friday and hope the uh, nominations are good. Obviously, we know the finalists now for our three features, but of course, good stakes on the undercard too if any visitors want to come to town and try and pick up some decent money at the Manawatu Raceway on Friday. You're listening to Dog Speed with Greyhound Racing New Zealand. Don't forget to check out grnz.co.nz for all of the racing form. No meeting in the country today. Two tomorrow, though. Auckland Greyhounds Racing at Cambridge and the Christchurch Greyhound Racing Club Racing there, too. And a man who we're going to talk to soon, David Kingston, has a couple of runners in tomorrow, so we'll ask him about those. But predominantly, we want to talk to David about him being recently uh, elected onto the Greyhound Racing New Zealand board and the fact he's been there before. So what's the motivation to be there again? We'll find out soon here on Dogspeed. So the Greyhound Racing New Zealand board of directors, we have uh, a couple of newly elected administrators, um, David Kingston and Craig Roberts. We talked about it at the top of the show and also uh, Corey Steele is an emerging director as well. Now, those of you who may not know Dave Kingston, he's been uh, in the game for uh, a very long time and uh, was one of the most prominent trainers in Christchurch when I got involved in the 80s. But he has uh, served significantly as an administrator over his time. So, um, Dave, welcome to Dog Speed. Thanks for joining us today. My first question, I'm very keen to know what was your motivation to get involved in administration again? <laughs> Good question, Mark. I asked myself that too. Huh. Um, I suppose it's no good sitting on the sidelines moaning about things if you're not prepared to step up and try and sort things out yourself. So you... that was probably my main motivation, yeah. Quite an interesting um, statement you made, uh, I saw, in... Um... Uh, a, a statement about yourself and, and sort of a statement of, of intent, really, and that's, you know, you, you've been around at the start of Greyhound Racing and you don't want to be around uh, at the finish of it. Is that how you see things? That's pretty much how I saw it when I um, sort of put my CV in, yeah. Um, like I said, if you um, think there's a few problems floating around, which there obviously is, and um, it's no good sitting on the sideline whinging about it, do something about it. So that's what I'll be trying to do. What a vastly different um, industry we have and sport we have, um, Dave, from the time that I first met you um, and you were training uh, greyhounds there with your wife Vicky in uh, Marshland Road and of course all of that's changed now, let alone the greyhound industry. Um, how different do you see it in 2022? Well, we have inherent problems, i.e. the injury rate, and if we continue to do the same thing year after year, we're going to get the same results. So there does need to be a change of direction in greyhound racing, um, i.e. straight tracks, which the current board 
are working on, and they're already implementing one up north and looking at one down south. Um, I have grave concerns about the circle track racing. Um, I don't think at this stage of the game, um, I'm probably putting my head in the noose here, I think we should be looking at more U-shaped tracks like Invercargill, uh, where the injury rates are nowhere near what there are on circle tracks. So that's where the direction where I'll be heading or pushing. Dave, just looking at your past administration, I think you did more than a decade uh, on the board. And were you dealing with sort of different issues you know, back back then, do you think? Um, yeah, really. Well, I mean, the back then, I mean, it's going back a wee way now, but there was not so much concern uh, from the board or all the participants, really, on the uh, the amount of injuries um, and animal welfare and things have certainly changed in the last three or four years um, for the betterment of the sport as a whole and for the betterment of the dogs as a whole and I think we need to just keep pursuing that pursuing the area that um, we're currently going down Dave, there could be quite a few people out there don't realise that at one stage there you were uh, Vice President of, of Greyhounds Australasia. What um, what did that exactly entail? <clears throat> Most of the time it market in, uh, entailed getting up at 3 o'clock in the morning and flying to Sydney and having a meeting all day and then flying home again at night. <laughs> uh, Glamorous. Yeah, like a bit 22-hour day. Um, but that was mainly to do with um, rules, um, state rules, New Zealand rules. Um, the the last thing we did on there when I was there was change the um, brown rug to the green rug. Um, oh yes, but mainly mainly rules and um, governance. Yeah, did that stand you in good stead? Do you think, um, particularly mixing with um, the Australian administrators? Oh, definitely. Yeah, no, I got on very very well with them, and obviously that's why they voted me in as senior vice president. Um, I had a fairly good rapport with the with the whole board on over there. Yeah, very good. So these days, in terms of your training, uh, Dave, you're down what Ashburton Way these days, and um, you seem to have sort of two or three going at any one time. It's a, a nice team for for you and Vicky. Yep, just a good team for us now. Three dogs, um, optional extra, a bit of luck, and Canali uh, Chanel. Um, three nice young dogs and. They're pretty consistent in running in the money. They're not world beaters, but um, they're really, really nice dogs. Those dogs you mentioned, Dave, uh, racing tomorrow, actually, so we, we might as well grab your thoughts while we got you here. The, the first one of those, you got race eight, number eight, optional extra. I see he re-qualified with the blinkers on the other day. How do you think he's going to go tomorrow? Well, his first start, he had a very, very bad fall. Um, and ever since then, he's been running wide. He's a bit of a bit of a um, enigma. He's um, got speed to burn. He trialled well uh, with the blinkers on, and if he gets away on terms, he'll be knocking on the door. 
Yeah. And then you're in the, the next race, straight after that race, nine, number three, Better Luck. He looks to have uh, get some better luck with the box draws this week. Well, box three, yeah. their last two draws yeah. haven't been too kind. How do you think he's going to go from the better draw? Um, I think she should go pretty good. It was quite surprising, actually, because she was in the qualifying trial with optional extra, and she came back with a little bit of a bleeding foot down on the right rear between the toes, and we checked it out, and she had a wart there, which has since been removed. Um, so she will obviously be feeling a wee bit better than what she was on Friday. Um, I expect it to go pretty good. Excellent. We've noted those, uh, David. We look uh, forward to them going around tomorrow at Addington Raceway. Races 8 and 9 tomorrow afternoon. Is, is that kind of... Um, where you'll keep your, your team out from here on in, just uh, uh, two or three in the backyard? Yep, two or three in the backyard, Mark. That's me. <laughs> yep, Love, loving every you miss minute the day- of it. Do you miss the days of having a yep. few few more around you at Marshlands? Oh, well, we were training about 20 or 30 there. Um, pretty full on. We were attending nearly every race meeting in the South, well, every race meeting in the South Island and pretty much every race meeting from Wairarapa, Palmerston and Wellington in those days. Um, but with the amount of racing now, three's enough for me. Just tootle down to Addington and pick up some checks and tootle off home again. <laughs> <laughs> OK, well, let's hope that's how it works out tomorrow, Dave. Hey, thanks for your time uh, this afternoon. No problem. And... Um, yeah. yeah, look forward to your uh, involvement again as a uh, director of uh, Greyhound Racing New Zealand. That's uh, David. Yeah, Dixon, looking forward former. to it. Excellent. Uh, formerly, of course, on the uh, the board of administration for GRNZ, and uh, now back with uh, Craig Roberts, also uh, on, and emerging director uh, Corey Steele. You with Dog Speed with Greyhound Racing New Zealand. Don't forget too to check out uh, lovegreyhounds.org.nz. Some really good features on there, and one of them features Cornelia Reithman. And we're going to talk to Cornelia about her love for the greyhounds and the roles that she has within the industry right after this. And we're in the home straight here too on Dog Speed. Our next guest is Cornelia Reithman. And Cornelia, I was chatting to you uh, yesterday afternoon and you'd come back from a, uh, a walk with the um, Mayhounds Rehoming Group. Um, look, where was that? And tell us a wee bit about what happened yesterday. Yeah, so um, Mayhounds organised a hound walk and a, and a bit of a market. It was at Auckland Botanic Gardens, which is a really beautiful place to go for walks. So people brought along their greyhounds and there were a few market stalls set up with um, lots of goodies. And yeah, so we went for a nice walk, nice day, and got to catch up with a lot of people, including people from the general public who might not normally um, attend pet and sort of other market events. So it was quite good. We got to talk to quite a lot of people, and it's always great to talk about greyhounds. Oh, look, indeed. Um, how often do, do mayhounds sort of have uh, walks and, and sort of social gatherings like that? Um, so the walks are sort of randomly organised. Um, um, yeah, it, it does depend on the weather. And, of course, in the past we've been affected by COVID. Um, the markets have been more common just recently. So re- uh, we had a Catalina Bay pet market last weekend and then a couple of weekends ago the Cleveland A&P show. So, 
So it takes the fosters along to that, you know, if they're ready to go. And, yeah, they do amazingly well. It's really good to have the foster dogs out there and and, um, it sort of shows how well they're um, socialised as well because there's lots of dogs and animals out and about, small and large. So it's a really good experience for them and it's really good for the public to see them. Yeah, indeed. Um, Look, how did you get involved in Mayhounds in the first place, do you recall? Um, So... I had been attending walks and events of different organisations and I'd sort of met a few of the Mayhounds people and I went to one of their events, decided to inquire about fostering and it sort of started from there and I started to foster and get more involved with their events and and walks as well because, yeah, it's it's really, really cool to share and talk about greyhounds. And you're doing that in other ways too because, um, Cornelia, I I hear, not to make a pun of it, but um, that you're part of a new Facebook group that's called HERE, which stands for Honest Education About Racing Greyhounds. So can you tell us a a wee bit about that? Yeah, sure. So the idea is actually Deb Edlins. Um, She, about mid to late October, she asked if there were volunteers to set up a group. And the whole concept is about addressing all the misinformation that's out there that's circulated in the, the greater media and and other places. Um, and the idea was for it to be a non-industry response. So there's about a group of 10 volunteers. We're all sort of got retired greyhounds. And um, for most of us, our, our first introduction to greyhounds was adopting a retired racer. And then for many of us, we got involved with rehoming agencies, volunteering and fostering. And then I would say most of us have also over that time met trainers and visited kennels and gone to racetracks and that's where we start learning and discovering that actually the information that's out in the media is not really the reality and there's a lot of misinformation. So the concept behind the page is honest education. It's just presenting the facts quite simply, hopefully, and hopefully reaching a larger audience just from a different perspective, from people who aren't training. Um, yeah, and, and although we want as much input as we can get from trainers to, to debunk the myths that are out there, so by photos and videos, etc., you know, socialising, puppy interactivity and all that sort of thing. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's done well so far. It was actually a month today that we set up that Facebook page, or yesterday, yeah. Certainly uh, great work that you guys are doing there, and we all appreciate it very much. Just how did you get involved in, in the greyhound racing, uh, Cornelia? Ah, well, that was through um, making contact with the trainers of my first retired racing greyhound. Um, they actually contacted me first because I did post on Facebook before I contacted them, and then I went and visited their kennels and sort of met them, and from there on, visited the racetrack and they showed me around and the excitement of actually seeing I didn't even know there was a racetrack in Auckland (laughs) um, to actually see them doing that and racing and the power and they're just incredible dogs and their athleticism is just amazing and so I just kept going back learning more and more got my um, handler's licence and, yeah, I just really love being on the track. 
You just you mentioned a, a, a pet that you've adopted there now. I believe it's Robson. Now he uh, he was a pretty good dog in, in his racing days. He took out a, a Group One Waterloo Cup. Does he still look athletic now as he did probably back then? <laughs> uh, he's he has his moments, but he's very lazy. And right now he's reaching on the sofa right next to me with his head across my legs. Um, he's probably because he was one muscular boy, and he's probably not quite the same. <laughs> I'll have to be <laughs> honest about that. But he has his moments of um, being an absolute lunatic and running around and leaping off the furniture too because he no furniture's out of bounds for this boy. Um, <laughs> he's very special and very loved, yeah. <laughs> Cornetta, I understand you were just attracted to him the first time that you met him. You were at the, um, the Ferguson uh, uh, kennel and there was just something about him that attracted you long, long before you um, became his... Uh, <laughs> adopted mum if you like that's right and I actually I had no clue who he was and it was only later on that I backtracked through the records to work it out but yeah so I'd taken Diesel who was the first one I adopted um, down to visit them and we were walking through the kennels and there was just one dog that I kept walking back to and I just he, he looked at me and I looked at him he probably looks at everybody like that but I just kept getting drowning in his eyes and then they everybody walked off because I'd taken friends with me, and I kept going back to him and looking at him, and I just fell in love with him, not having a clue who he was. And I believe he'd only been in the country for a short time, and he hadn't actually raced yet, but I followed him right through his racing career. But absolutely in love with him, and yeah, my dream was always to hopefully be his retirement home, but I never took that for granted because I know there's a lot of people that liked him and loved him, so I'm very grateful to have him here with me. Oh, indeed. Cornelia, just a couple of minutes left. I want to um, ask you about being the starter for the Auckland Greyhound Racing Club because it puts you very close to these greyhounds that you're uh, you're in awe of. What are your observations Mm. of these dogs sort of in the last 60 to 90 seconds before they race? Yeah, well, it's, you know, they're excited and stir up, but the last, um, so they have their stir up where they get all excited because they see the lure go round. So that's outside of the track, and then and then they walk onto the track. And what what I find really amazing is that last minute countdown before they load it into the starter boxes to start is how calm and quiet they are. And if you have a close look, you'll notice that a lot of handlers are still sort of that. They've got their hands on them, but they're not gripping them tightly, and they just—it's very relaxed. It's really amazing. And then, of course, when they go into those boxes, the power of their standing start and seeing them take off—it's just—you it, know—it's it's really exciting. And they get to do what they—and that's their free will. They get to do what they love, and it's yeah, I just love it. It's—it still gives me excitement every time I see it. Oh, that's fantastic to hear, Cornelia. Look, we really appreciate your time. Also appreciate the work you're doing with Mayhounds, also as part of here, the Honest Education About Racing Greyhounds Facebook group, and, of course, um, your race day experience there with the Auckland Greyhound Racing Club. Thanks for your time. All the best. You're welcome. Thank you very much. Cornelia Reithman there, wrapping up another edition of Dog Speed. Thanks also to David Kingston, now on the uh, Greyhound Racing New Zealand Board of Directors, and Sean Codlin, who had a wonderful week as a young trainer, and hopefully you can have a wonderful Friday. Looking forward to the premier meeting at Marawit 2, uh, Dan, on Friday, but for you, hopefully a winner or two in the next couple of days, eh?
Yeah, hopefully, hopefully the golden run that I'm having at the moment can continue, but uh, all good things have to come to an end eventually, but hopefully you get a couple <laughs> more days worth of it. Uh, can be a fickle game, mate, but I think you've got a couple of decent chances there tomorrow, looking out especially for Quetzal Bale on race three and feeling fancy on Tuesday on race number 12, and David Kingston doesn't mind his two chances too. Race eight tomorrow, optional extra race nine. Uh, better luck. Hope you all have some good luck this week. Next week we will be back and I guess we'll be looking back at the Premier Meeting at the Manawa too. Should be special until we meet again. Dog speed to you.